Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello everybody, welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. The title might have caught your attention. You're not good enough. And I have someone here to explain why you're not good enough. This is Alan Roberts. Welcome to the show, Alan. Thanks, Paul. Um, Appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be good stuff. Maybe you should fill him in on the subtitle before we go too much farther. Uh, All right. Maybe everyone's already turned off because they heard that they're not good enough. You're not good enough. So they're already out. Um, They're like, yeah, Dr. Paul's always telling us that. You know, you're not good enough. You're way better than that. Mm. And that's the message of today. (laughs) Yes. We're going positive with this thing because a lot of people hear that, don't they? You're not good enough. Yeah, yeah. In fact, they hear it from from two different points of view. But uh, but absolutely, mm-hmm. I think everybody's had an experience at some point where they've heard someone say something along the lines of, you know, maybe you shouldn't try that because you're just not good enough, right? Even in our own mind, the noise sometimes comes up and and sends us that little message. I think that's where we hear it the most. Actually. Probably, yeah, I, I really do. I think I think the place we hear it the most is is in our conscious mind, saying, you know, don't do that, don't do that. You you you'd never be able to do it that way or that good, or you wouldn't be able to mm. do it as awesome as someone else has done it. So right. I, I really think that that's uh, one of the core places we hear it the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then our thoughts drive us. I I'm a firm believer that either you drive your thoughts or your thoughts drive you. Right, absolutely. And uh, we're, we've talked about on this show many times the concept of metacognition, which is thinking about your thinking. Absolutely, right? And this is a really neat thing because when you think about your thinking, it puts you in position where you can not only see and observe your thoughts, your own thoughts, but it puts you in a position of choice and control. And that might be really good news. Yeah, absolutely. It does. In, in fact, it puts you in a position to maybe even go down the realm that fits with metacognition, kind of down the idea of auto-suggestion, right? Where, you, mm. where you're able to realize that you can, place, you can place your thoughts into your thoughts, right? That you have control in order to do that, right? Yeah. This gets a so, little loopy, doesn't it? It does. It does. When you start talking about thinking about thinking and placing thoughts inside of thoughts, it's, yeah, it's a little multidimensional there. Alan, you've got some interesting experience. You've, you've come from the education industry. Correct. You've spent some time in the financial services industry. Yes. You've hosted retreats, one of which I attended with my sweet wife. Yeah. Uh, for couples and families. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a speaker. You are an author. And you're on a mission. Um, I say it that way because I know a little bit about your mission. Right. Uh, having come from the field of education, you know that a lot of our young people are really struggling with some of this chatter that goes on in their head and this message that I'm not good enough. Um, and you're working on something. Yeah. I'm excited about it too. It's, uh, it's a fun little project that I got going on and, um, would you share that with our listeners? Because I think that's relevant to the rest of the conversation that we have too. What is it that you're working on and why is it so relevant? Um, 
Let me pa- let me start with the relevancy side of things. Maybe um, something really yeah. struck me. A report just just recently came out. In fact, uh, was I believe it was around December or so mm-hmm. um, that uh, that came out and and said uh, that parents now their their greatest fear for their teenagers now is actually cell phones. Um, it's oh. it, it, has, it has surpassed uh, drugs and premarital sex as the as the primary as what the fear parents are concerned about. That parents are concern, concerned about with their teenagers mm. and. Um, and I and I understand that uh, coming you know from the the teacher side of things, I've seen the struggle inside of how do we make a cell phone a tool for the classroom versus a distraction and right. and all sorts of things. And I, it really occurred to me that as powerful as cell phones are, they really can be amazing tools. Yeah. And so the first thing that kind of stuck in my brain that I that I thought about my thinking a lot was hmm. how do we make sure that we turn this into something that can be positive. If, if, a, if a cell phone is now kind of a, a part of life, how do we make sure it's a positive part of our lives right. rather than negative? And so, so that took me down this realm of what I wanted to try and create. And, and so now what I'm doing is, is putting together kind of the power of cell phones and, and text messaging and, and all of this and putting it together into hopefully a, a path of of uh, placing positive ideas, positive tools, positive resources right in the laps of teenagers yes. um, so that they can uh, improve uh, their own mindset. I think mindset's one of those things that kind of gets left off to the side of, of education. Um, as teachers, mm-hmm. we're, we're down in the content a lot. We have to get so much content done because tests are coming or or the AP test is coming or, or finals or whatever it is. And, mm-hmm. and so we've got to get through our content. And yet, interestingly enough, uh, success and failure really lies in the mindset. It, it doesn't lie in the test content, right? And so if we can get into helping teenagers understand and grasp their mindset and, uh, and how important it is chemically in the brain for positivity to exist, then maybe that can, that can bleed into other areas in their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be uh, sports mm-hmm. performance, whether it be um, orchestra or choir or, or whatever it may be, that it could bleed into their lives and bring excellence in all aspects of their right. life, right? Mindset is huge. It is. And we were talking earlier about metacognition, about thinking, about thinking. Right, yeah. And that sounds like double-double talk-talk, but <laughs> when we go to that level of metacognition... And we're thinking about our thinking, it creates some possibilities that weren't there before. What I love about your project, Alan, is that you are using something that's already in the hand of a young person, for example, and you're focusing on teens. Yes. They've already got this thing in their hand. They're already completely absorbed with what's going on in the palm of their hand. Mm -hmm. Maybe they got their earbuds in. And their, their thoughts are sometimes being directed or steered by whatever media they're consuming through that cell phone. And you didn't explain all of the mechanisms behind no, it, but from, from what I understand, this young person is going to get a text message. And this is a subscription service, or they sign up somehow right. for this particular service. And so they get a text message that says, how's your day? How's your day going? And it's just a little brief interrupt. Right. It'll be, yeah. Um, we'll pace it out. Uh, so the, the idea kind of stems uh, through through me speaking 
a little bit of my message of, of you're not good enough first. Okay. So mm-hmm. whether that's to, maybe it's to a group as small as, uh, as SBOs who can really create change in their, in their own schools. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's as large as the, the whole school comes for an assembly, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. but we will take the message at that point, they'll opt into my challenge. And that's really what oh, we'll okay. present to them is, is a challenge, right? It's a mindset challenge, mm-hmm. um, a 30 day challenge. And, and so they'll get, uh, they'll get a, a text message that pops in and says, like you said, it just says, Hey, how was your day today? How's your day? And they'll have three options, right? They'll have, uh, Oh, it was a great day. Um, or, uh, it was a bad day. It was a crappy day. Mm-hmm. Um, or it was, eh, it, it was just a day. It was, a, it was like, meh. Right. right. Today was just whatever. Right. And then based on that response that they give to the text message, um, it'll it'll immediately text back a message that I'm that I'm currently compiling from from all walks of life, all sorts of people that will that will come right into their text message. It'll be a video message that'll say, hey, I hear you're having a great day. Um, you know, when I'm having a great day. I love to do this just to make it just a little bit better because one of the pieces I yeah. talk about and you're not good enough is, is that, that one step up makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. One step up makes all the difference. And, and what I mean by that is when you're, when you're having a, what I call an F day, uh, just a failure day, just a bad day. Um, and someone walks up to you and they're like, don't worry, just, just slough it all off. It's all right. Uh, you, no one's ready for that. No one's ready to go mm-hmm. from an F day to an awesome day. Right. Right. So instead, I- instead, if we're talking about one step up, take your F day and just make it a D, right? Just, <laughs> just make it just a little bit better. Go one grade Cause, higher. Because one step up is, you know, maybe, maybe the, the word I use is dismal for D, but go from a failure day to a dismal day. Because you know what? Someone that's having a failure day, mm-hmm. dismal looks pretty good. In comparison. In comparison, right? Right. But but if they're having a failure day, they can't they can't see an A day ahead of them. They can't. That's, that's unreachable. That's, yeah, it's it's impossible. Yeah. And so in that moment, just take one step up. So as they get this text message and says, "Hey, you're having a bad day," I've I've gone around and I've gathered um, all sorts of people. So all, can all I share an example? Absolutely, give them because yeah. you and I just went to lunch. Yeah, at Joe's Cafe. Yeah, we did. Which is awesome, by the way, Joe's Cafe in Orem, Utah. You Some know. of you it's, have have heard the episode, just go look in the archives of Live On Purpose Radio for cooking up an experience. Oh, man. Cooking up an experience with Chef Joe Hicks. He is so fun. It is an experience. Eating there is an experience. It absolutely is. And without getting into all the details, uh, we went to lunch there today, and we asked Joe, and he was so gracious to say, oh, yes, absolutely, I'll help out with this project. We got him on camera. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and all he said, so this is the response that the kid's going to get, and it's both video and audio, mm-hmm. and maybe you're going to transcribe them too. I don't know. Right. Um, so here, Chef Joe's face pops up there, and he's he's got his apron on, and he's at work, yeah. right? He's doing what he does, and he said, mm-hmm. hey, I heard you're having a bad day. A couple of things for you to think about here. This morning, you woke up. That's huge. That was awesome. Wow. That was awesome. You woke then up. you got up. Look at all this. Right. You know, and so he's helping them to just focus on what they've got. Yep. And today is an opportunity you can make anything out of it. And so, and it was a minute. Oh maybe. yeah. Yeah. All of these messages come in on very brief. Yeah. I'm featured in there yeah. on some response, but this is just an example. Yeah. And then the other one, uh, oh, I heard you're having a great day. You know what? 
you're in a perfect position to go out there and help someone else to smile today. I bet you can do that. And so Chef Joe, you know, he wipes off his hands from cooking lunch and he gets on the camera and and shares some of his wisdom. And this is an example of the messages that these kids are going to get. It is. And they connect to that. And it's going to be a huge variety Right. Um, because I've I've gone around, I've tried to get speakers and business owners and lawyers and mm-hmm. and, and chefs and, and right psychologists. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get this huge spectrum because all of this wisdom is available and yet it's not available in all of the teenagers lives. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that this in 30 days, they can get such this incredible variety that they realize how important mindset is in their lives. I love this project. Alan, and and the potential that it has to enhance and maybe even save lives. I hope, right, I hope so. And it's a collaborative effort, like you were saying. As we come back from this break, Alan, let's dig into a little more of that, uh, what that has to do with you're not good enough. Okay. Can we go there? Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. This is Alan Roberts at Live On Purpose Radio, and we'll be right back. Do you dream of making a bigger difference more of the time? Have you thought about life coaching as something that you would like to offer? If you are an influencer or a speaker or a leader or a coach, this webinar is for you. In this webinar, I'll share with you seven important clarities that are absolutely essential to setting up a successful life coaching practice. If you're ready to take some courageous steps to add life coaching to the services you offer your clients, register now at liveonpurpose.coach forward slash webinar. That's liveonpurpose.coach.com forward slash webinar. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. Alan Roberts today sharing his passion project. Uh, When we were prepping for this episode, Alan, I told you I want to talk about this project because Mm -hmm. I see that what you're doing is potentially life-saving, certainly life-enhancing. I mean, who wouldn't want to see Chef Joe pop up on their their text message? You have to smile. When when you interact with Joe, yeah, you know it's interesting because I I initially when I was thinking about this, um, this isn't meant to be uh, uh, a suicide prevention project by any means, right? That's um, not its expressed intention, and, and yet and yet interestingly enough, as I've talked to people about it and kind of kind of spread it out a little bit, uh, it really hit me that that uh, the the work that's been done a lot of for a lot of suicide prevention is is relying on the person that's having those feelings to reach out mm. and and you're you're i'm sure very mm. familiar but when, when you have suicidal thoughts you're you're not reaching out you're actually severing those ties right and so yeah. one of the things that i kept thinking about as i was trying to design how how are we going to make this kind of enter into the lives of those who are participating is is a text message right that's a reach out that's somebody that's somebody reaching out to everyone right and so right. it's not it's not meant to be suicide prevention by any means um, but as you mentioned, the idea that it, that it could save lives. Absolutely. You know, if there's a, if there's a chance that a text message drops in and, and a student says, having a bad day, and then, and then someone that I've collected speaks into their life, 
in a mm-hmm. positive way, it, it absolutely has the potential to do that, right? Um, to, absolutely. To, to help change thoughts and, and mindsets and directions. I, right? I know several of the other people that you've interviewed. Yeah. And that you're including in this collection. And what what a fantastic collection of what I call our human treasury. Mm-hmm. The people in our lives who can inspire us, help us to see the perspective that there's hope. Yep. Um, and at the very least, take it from an F to a D. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, take it from a D to a C. Yep. Uh, upgrade it. And there's always a possibility to upgrade. There is. And, and it's, it's like I said, it's, it's one of the, one of the ideas inside of there. In fact, let me, I even want to back up just a little bit. Maybe I'm, I spoke a little too quick on this side of things because students might hear this and go, Oh, I, I don't need a, a suicide prevention app or I don't need a suicide prevention text message to come to me because I don't have any of those thoughts or ideas. Right. And, and, and the thing that I love about this, if, if I can go back to the title, like you mentioned is, uh, with you're not good enough, right? You're not. There's there's two <laughs> there's two <laughs> groups of people inside of that message that I'm trying to speak to, um, because when you hear you're not good enough, there's clearly that group that's just been been told repeatedly in their lives you're not good enough, right? In in many mm-hmm. different ways, but I'm actually also speaking to another group that I'm I'm actually I'll call it my challenge group. And what I mean by that, I don't, I don't say challenged group. I, they're my group that I am challenging. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, you know, sometimes, especially in the teenage years, we're seeking to just do just enough. Like what? Just get by. Just give me just enough. You know, what do what I need are, to get an A? The and then I'm just going to do the yeah. bare minimum to get an A. Or, right. or what do I need to pass and just get a bare minimum to pass? I used to have students that would mathematically do all their numbers to see what score they need to get on their final uh-huh. just to keep their grade. Right. And those are the, that's a huge group of people, um, Mm. that, that will sometimes just slide into neutral because they're fine. And, and I even, I even used to challenge my straight A students. Hey, just because you have straight A's doesn't mean you're doing your best. I want your best, right? I want to see excellence out of you. And an Mm -hmm. A isn't necessarily excellent. I want excellence out of what you're capable of doing. So my message of you're not good enough feeds to, to two groups of people there. And mm-hmm. my follow-up with you're way better than that goes to, number one, the, the people that have been downtrodden and, and Beat beaten up, up and, a little bit. Hey, mm-hmm. I, I, pr- I promise you are way better than you've ever been told on that side of things. Yeah, better than you think. And then the other ones, the ones that maybe slide into neutral a little bit often or whatever it is, I, I, I want to say to them as well, get out of neutral. Get in gear. You are capable of so much. Right. We are, we are capable of, of doing so much good in our lives. Yes. So, so let's, let's all get out of neutral. Wherever we're in neutral, let's get out of neutral and let's get into gear because we have a lot of good that we can do in this world. Good enough. Wow. What an interesting concept. Yeah. Which, which gets in the way of happiness and joy and success and whatever word you want to pick to describe that. Right. Because it's good enough. Yeah. Right. You know, let me, let me use an interesting example here. Um, I always wanted to dunk a basketball in high school. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I was always tall enough and yet always seemed to be lacking the muscle capacity to do that. And so I, I was convinced, I was convinced that if I could touch the rim, then I could dunk a ball. Mm. Right. 
And so I was always just trying to jump to touch the rim until mm-hmm. finally I had a, a great sage in my life, right? Old man coach, we'll leave, we'll leave that aside. But he finally just said, what are you trying to do? I said, well, if I just touch the rim, I could dunk the ball. He said, no, you can't. He said, you got to jump higher than the rim to dunk the ball. Because when you right. palm the ball, you got to get to your wrist. So touching the rim doesn't get that, right? That's what happens when we aim for just doing enough. When we aim to, can, oh, what's, what's the bare minimum that I need to get an A? When we aim for that, anything short of that, we don't hit our goal. Right. Whereas if we just, we're doing our very, very best at everything we do, even if it exceeds the bar, that excellence, that'll make up for any time that we have shortcomings and shortfalls, right? So rather than just trying to touch the rim, why am I not jumping for as high as I can possibly? Why am I not trying to hit my arm on the rim, right? (laughs) I was preventing myself from being able to dunk because all I was trying to do was touch the rim rather than rather than realizing how much more I needed to be in order to get that goal. I just had an image, Alan, of the the 2019 NBA All-Star Slam Dunk Contest. Right. Did you watch that? Yeah. And the winner of that contest hung from his elbow. From his elbow, right? On the rim. Yeah. That tells you how high you got to be. Right. To get that kind of a result. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I guarantee you, he wasn't, he, he wasn't practicing by just hoping that he could touch his fingers to the rim. No, that's not going to get it done. Right. You know what? You're from the South or you've spent a lot I of lived, time yeah. there. Lived there. Yeah. In uh, Texas. Yep. In Houston. And one of my good friends from the South puts it this way. Um, she says, it's better to shoot for the moon and hit the fence than to shoot for the fence and hit a cow pie. Yep. I've heard that before. <laughs> it's true. Isn't it though? So it's, aim it's high. It's true, right? You're not good enough. Right. You're you, way better. You, when you first yeah. suggested this title, I was like, I don't want to tell my listeners they're not good enough. Right. Yeah, I kind of do, actually. Because right. I believe it. You're not good enough. That What kind of standard is that? No. It, enough is You're such, way better than that. Oh, you're so much better, right? It, just when you will take... When you will look at any facet of your life mm-hmm. and, and realize the areas where you just are trying to just be mediocre, how yeah. much that could possibly change if you tried to excel in whatever it is. You know, in fact, yes. can I share can I share one more quick story? Please. Just one more example yeah. of this idea of, of excellence and mediocrity. I had an, I had a student in Houston, Texas. Um, love the guy. Shout out to Ray out there. I won't say his last name, but Ray, you know who you are when you when you Hopefully hear this one day listening. somewhere out there, right? Ray, this is a shout out to you, but um, but uh, he was a he, he was he was a D student and he was proud of it. Right? Proud of being like, a D student. Like I passed my classes, so back off. Me, I didn't okay? fail. I didn't fail, so back off, right? Mm-hmm. And yet he was phenomenal in the debate world, absolutely phenomenal. In fact, ended wow. up ended up going to college on a debate scholarship. Ended up being a national champion. I mean, like this good, wow. right? He he's good. Okay, cool. Um, and one day I finally just said, Hey, hey Ray. Got a question for you. What if you did everything in life the way you did debate? Mm. What if you what if mm-hmm. you did what if you went to all of your classes the way you go to your debate class? And he was like, Mr. Rob, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He's like, I I love debate. I throw all my energy in debate. And I said, I know. 
What if you loved school and you threw all your energy into school? What would happen? And so I'd razz him a little bit back and forth. And that was sophomore year, right? Well, mm-hmm. fast forward to senior year. He's just about ready to graduate. He had stopped in a few, few times here and there. Sure enough, he comes in and he says, hey, Mr. Rob, I want to tell you something. Right? I kid you not. This, is, this was a real story. He, he comes in. He goes, I want to tell you something. He said, I want to let you know I got, I got straight A's <laughs> this semester. <laughs> and he said, and I, and I got straight A's because I, I finally, it finally occurred to me, why am I not trying to be what I am in debate everywhere? Why don't I try to be that type of individual, right? It didn't even occur it's, to him that that was a possibility. Right, because he, he had so much energy for debate. Why would he throw that into math or into science or, or history, right? Mm-hmm. Why not just throw it all into debate? And I think sometimes we, we compartmentalize a little bit in our lives where it's like, I got to be excellent here. So that means I can be mediocre over here and over here where it's like, wait, look at what excellence brings in your life. Look at how fulfilling it is. Mm-hmm. Why not spread that around a little bit? What if it's a choice? What do you mean, what if? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, my message is it, it, it's absolutely a choice. Let's make the choice. Let's, let's make the choice. That's why I want these, these, these recordings speaking into teenagers' lives so that they realize yes. there are tools and resources and mindset things you can do to make these part of your life. You can make them. You can create them in your life. And if that's true for teenagers... Hey, wait a minute. Oh, hmm. <laughs> I wonder if... Can we do the math that, here, people? Wait, could that, could that apply to adults? Could that apply to me? Gosh, could it, could it apply to you, Dr. Paul? Gosh. This is a great question. It's a good question, right? I, I, hope, I hope each of you are asking that question, too. Hmm. We get stuck in our own mind. And like I said earlier, either you drive your thoughts or your thoughts drive you. And it will be the latter. Your thoughts will drive you unless you take intentional control. And I say control as if you can control your thoughts and you can't always. Right. Because some thoughts just show up. Have Mm -hmm. you noticed? Uh, But you get to choose whether you're going to be in that metacognitive seat where you think about your thinking, you observe it, and then you weigh it out. Does this serve me well? And maybe like Ray, you can realize that excellence is available to you in every aspect of your life. You already experience it in so many ways. You're not good enough. Thank you for sharing that message You're way better today. than that, man. You're way better than that. So thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Alan, how do people connect with, with your project, what you're doing? So the project's going to be on um, alwaysmrrob.com. Always Mr. Rob. Correct. My students called me Mr. Rob, uh-huh. and, and the Mr. is just M-R-R-O-B, uh-huh. so no spaces. Always M-R-R-O-B.com. Always Mr.Rob.com. Okay. Perfect. And, uh, and we'll have stuff up and going there, and, and if you're uh, interested in, in having me come and speak at a school or you know someone that, that needs to hear this message, reach out to me. I'd love to, I'd love to come and help spread that. Well, you certainly won't be disappointed if you do. I've known Alan for quite some time. He always delivers. And the kind of energy and enthusiasm that you're hearing here on the show, he'll bring that to your school, your group, your community. 
This is a great thing to be involved with. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Alan, this is awesome. I'm, I, I'm, I'm Mr. Enjoyed Rob. This. this is good. Yeah, absolutely. Always Mr. Rob. I appreciate it, Dr. Paul. And now you've heard it as well. And it's time for each one of us to go live on purpose. Mm-hmm.